Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Ball Girls. Hi. So as everyone knows, last night was the last two episodes of The Last Dance, but uh, there was also a last dance of Call Her Daddy on Barstool Sports. Yep. Uh, Michael Jordan went to take a final bow, and they absolutely just fell off the stage, the Call Her Daddy girls. Love that for them. Love that journey. So a lot has actually happened since last night as well. So what happened last night is Dave Portnoy basically went on their podcast not with them, like just did it by himself and yeah. spilled all the tea of what's been going on because they've been silent, I want to say for about a month now, if not longer. Well, like eighth, I think was the last episode that was listed. Yeah, I don't listen to them, so I'm not sure, but I think, yeah, they've been silent for about a month now. They made that like free the father's merch or whatever, which you found out later on that Dave Portnoy actually was the brain of because he wanted to make up lost money that he was losing when they weren't recording but yeah he basically spilled all the beans on the it's not a lawsuit there's a lawsuit threatening from sophia franklin which is kind of hilarious because it seems like she did the least amount of work for the podcast but yeah it always seemed like that from the beginning yeah it seems like a alex was the one who dated no Syndergaard and got like popular from that Mm -hmm. she was the one who had more of a personality she yeah. was the one who seemed to have more of a following. It kind of just seemed like Sophia was just tagging along for the ride. So for her to be demanding all these crazy things, which was absurd that they were asking for like a million dollars when they already make $500,000 a year is so crazy to me. Yeah, the contract was saying, I believe it was three months and like they had, not three months, sorry, three years and they had the opportunity to renew after or they can just go elsewhere. And that's what Dave says in the, I think it was like half an hour podcast that he aired. Mm -hmm. And he was saying that they wanted out the girls, um, largely led by Sophia. Alex apparently met with Dave and she was reluctant saying that, like, like, because he offered them a deal that he would cut down six months off their contract from 18 months. So then they just had like a year left. They just had to finish that. And then they would get the intellectual property. They would get the merchandise sales, all that stuff. But yeah that's yeah. what's most wild to me is that they didn't take the deal with their intellectual property so mm-hmm. even if you go somewhere else barstool owns call her daddy and dave Fortin was willing to part with that they are like the second top producing podcast which is nuts because thing chicks in the office has been around for like five years now yeah and they're not even close to what call her daddy's done in like a year and they didn't even want to take that because they were more worried about money even if your base salary is 500k, you're going to make money off. It's sponsored by Honey. You're going to make money off your sponsorships. They were going to do some sort of alcohol, I'm sure, like Pink Whitney. They were going to do something like that. All their merchandise. Was it wine? That would have made sense, but they were going to do something. Erica Nardini has said that they were literally going to make like $100 million in revenue off Spit and Chicklets just because of like all their deals alone. Like Pink Whitney sells so much, it's nuts. So I'm not shocked about that, but it's like to give all of that up, to give your intellectual property up and then screw it all up just for more money. Like I can't get over it. It's, uh, it's nuts. And Dave said it like a really good way. Like he was like, I was trying to explain it to the girls, like in terms of like sports, like you can't like be with the Red Sox and be like, you're having a really good year. Not the all-star break. You're just going to be like, yeah, I, I want to dip out now. I want better and like go to the Yankees in the middle of like your contract not even being up yeah and it's just yeah (laughs) and like he literally had said they were the most unprofessional people he's worked with in 17 years which is hilarious because if you think of all the Rappaport drama that happened like (laughs) 
to call them the most unprofessional is wild but and I just I just don't get it I they always posted vlogs I remember because like I stopped watching it I want to say a year ago over a year ago stopped listening to them whatever it just got a bit much mm-hmm. um but like, there was videos of them like always like going into Dave's office like was it like they were start starting like shit like because that's mm-hmm. how I seen it and that's what it looked like and like they well, the just, whole Sorry, sorry. I, off. I was just gonna say the whole drama with Tommy Smokes, like call him mommy. Get him a makeover. <laughs> like, please. I'll do it. Oh, uh, but like, yeah, I just, I will, I never listened to the podcast. I just, I tried like the first two episodes and like was never, because I've been a quote unquote stoolie forever. Like, I don't remember how I came across Barstool, but I've loved them for so long. So when Call Your Daddy came on, I was kind of like, this has nothing to do with sports. What is this? Yeah. Tried to listen, didn't like it. But I remember watching one of their vlogs on YouTube and it was like, they kept talking about how broke they are and their tiny New York apartment and it was nasty and stuff. Yeah, like and now learning off the street. Yeah, and it's like, you make half a million dollars a year. Like, you're not broke by any means. And the fact they wanted more is just like so greedy when they quite literally did the bare minimum. Yeah, and it's funny that, because I believe they said that Alex was getting more than Sophia, like almost 100 thousand more yeah. but like Alex Maybe. was doing all of the work like she was doing the editing she was doing all the, like all that behind the scenes stuff exactly I don't even think it was a full 100k like I think Sophia made 412 and Alex made 506 or something like that something like that but still like you literally are making more than like some doctors make in a year <laughs> like to talk about your sex life on a podcast I mean, like, I get, like, go girls and, like, talking about that, but the whole podcast, honestly, just kind of revolved around trying to please, like, the male, like, attention, try to get the male attention. That's all it was. Exactly. Like, that's why I didn't enjoy it, because it wasn't about, like, taking back female sexuality and, like, empowerment for me. It was, like, yeah, they're gonna own being a slut, which is great, but then it was, like, still just how to get the guy and stuff like that. I'm, like, okay, no. Yeah. That doesn't... And the whole Rachel Bush drama, that was, that was something else. They, like, talk about, like, oh, like, screw men, blah, 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 all that stuff and whatever. But then they're bashing other girls, like, on how they look. Like, oh, they photoshopped themselves. Dude, like, worry about yourself. Yeah, you exactly. Podcast. It's not like you're behind the screen. Like, you're openly saying it out there and starting beef for no reason. Exactly. Yeah, I just, I don't understand it. I love Dave Portnoy. I love that he, I don't know if you saw, he put out merch today under Call Her Daddy that says cancel suit man which is Sophia Franklin's boyfriend yeah Quagmire yeah oh you can tell she's with him for the money that's <laughs> but teehee but yeah I um I was very invested in that even though I don't really care for them or listen to their podcast I just think you know love or hate Dave Portnoy he's a businessman and like he knows how to get his coin exactly so speaking of coin Jordan's gonna flip a coin and we're going to participate in our inaugural fashion draft so the way it's gonna work is whoever wins the coin toss is gonna go first they're gonna pick their fifth place draft pick we're gonna go from five to one Mm -hmm. uh it was jordan's idea because she had a tweet about style in the nfl and some people didn't agree with that uh but i agreed with it so we're gonna pick and these are not who we're saying are the most fashionable people we just love these looks yeah even if you pick a look from someone, you can't pick that same person. Yes. So there are five different people, five different looks, but we're not saying that like this person's the most fashionable person in sports. It's just a look that we liked. It's just a look, love. In it. Just a look, love. In it. 
Heads. <laughs> oh, she drops it. Oh, I can do it. Okay, I'll split it up like this. You say heads? Yeah. Okay, heads. First. There you go. <laughs> All right, so I'll go first. So, my fifth pick. This is exhilarating. Is Miss mm. Sue Bird. I am obsessed with Sue Bird. I love her so much. Um, even though I don't hate Megan Rapinoe by any means, Rapino, I said this last time, <laughs> but I love Sue Bird with my whole heart. I love this look. This is like something I would wear, to be quite honest. And she's just so flawless. Like she's going to be 40. She does not look it at all. She's so stylish. Uh, she rocks like her Nike shoe collection is everything that I want in this world. But yeah, that's just, I don't know. It's something kind of more casual, but I just love the graphic tee, kind of like the slacks and then the bold shoes. Like I love those shoes and I love the fanny pack look. Like I know that's very popular these days. I only have like Ohio State fanny packs, so I can't really rock that, but I love it. I'm obsessed with her. So yeah, that's my fifth pick. I like the because sh- the shoes go with the top really nice. They right, there's the color. blue in the top, and then it and looks then so good. The fanny pack with the pants. I love that. I love baby blue. I, you can't tell with my room being pink, but I love baby blue. <laughs> yeah. All right. So then, next, for, so my fifth pick is going to be da 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 da. What baby blue? Do this every time. <laughs> can you see it? Yeah. It doesn't show on my screen. What is this bullshit? Oh, yeah, I can see it. Could you see other people? No, just him. That's so weird. Okay. Uh, anywho, I'm going with Russell Westbrook. You got the whole baby blue. We've got that theme going still. Um, I love the W uh, chain. I was going to say necklace, like the dweeb I am. No, <laughs> the Westbrook chain. It's really nice. I like the cursive style of it. I like the red sunglasses. I have a pair right beside me right now. You know, I just love the whole look. It's a good contrast. The no shirt underneath, not traditional. You love to see it. You absolutely just love to see it. Yeah. Brody, my boy, one of my favorite basketball players, despite his temper. uh, I'm obsessed with him. So I appreciate that look. All right. My number four. Who did I have? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So Another person. Oh no, Sue. Sue, not again. What? No, it's just it's a it's uh oh, different. Okay, so I don't yeah. know why this happened. Just is it Kyle Kuzma? That's who's yeah. supposed. To be. Okay, yeah. So Kyle Kuzma. Um, Can I just say I see Danny Green right behind him serving a look and a half? Literally, Danny Green looks like he's kind of low key wearing one of those like pussycat dolls hoodies that says like <laughs> loosen up my buttons on the back. But. No, Kyle Kuzma, there was genuinely like eight different Kyle Kuzma looks that I was flipping back and forth through. I'm obsessed with Kyle Kuzma. I think he's so funny. Like one of my favorite quotes is from the time the Lakers played New Orleans. And I guess a bunch of Pelicans fans were booing Anthony Davis. And he's like, maybe you should boo your own team for letting him drop 40 on you. That is just like the most iconic quote. But again, I love this outfit. I love like the color scheme like just like the black and gray because that's Mm. something I always wear like 90% of my wardrobe is black I'm obsessed with it but I just love again the graphic tee the shoes I find especially in basketball again like with Sue Bird in the last one basketball players tend to really make a statement with their shoes always like that's definitely the league where the shoes make the biggest impact those shoes aren't like the most crazy things I've ever seen but I love them they look like Thieles 
<laughs> He's just gonna zoom away. But yeah, the sunglasses inside, me as hell. Love the beanie. It's just a whole ass look. I'm obsessed with him. I love the look. There was another look I was almost going to pick where he's kind of wearing like a plaid suit-ish and then he's got like black vans on. I just love him so much. I think it looks so good. And yeah, I love him. Talking about sunglasses inside, here is my fourth pick. And I don't want anyone saying that he should be higher up just because I love the other looks. So he's going in at four. That's a-okay. Do you see it? Your husband. Okay, no. <laughs> I said he was good looking one time. <laughs> okay, you were insistent on it, though. Confidence. <laughs> you were very insistent that it's he the was. Confidence. Oh, man. Like, okay, this look. First off, can we talk about the guns in the background? Yeah. Do not F with Rodman, okay? Mm-hmm. Then you got him looking like the Cheeto Tiger himself. <laughs> What's the Cheeto Tiger's name? Is I was just trying to think of that. I can't remember. I need the tiger. That's cereal, isn't it? That's cereal. No, I can't remember his name. I love like the holographic purple snakeskin dolls kill looking pants. <laughs> um, ask. Okay, I honestly thought his belly button ring was a fanny pack because I am stupid. And then I love his crop fishnet top. It's just it's a look because it's all over the place. His one tattoo looks like it's the Sublime logo. <laughs> I just love everything about this and sunglasses inside, like we said. Yeah, sunglasses it. inside 2020. But no, I just love too that he's not afraid to be like androgynous. Oh, he's got that kind of like um, Freddie Mercury, Harry Styles, Maddie Healy look going on where it's like it literally doesn't matter what you think of me or, or what my sexuality is. I literally don't care. I'm going to wear what I want and I'm going to rock it. And I love it because, like, for instance, you've mentioned, like, Harry Styles, and, like, you, it's mostly magicians that you're going to see doing that, and the fact that you have this amazing basketball, like, player. Yeah, this literal icon. <laughs> like, player, yeah. <laughs> All right, I've got my number three, another person I'm obsessed with. Beautiful. Okay, can you see him? Mm-hmm. Okay, Devin Booker, oh my god, my three favorite basketball players out of Phoenix are Diana Taurasi, Devin Booker and then Steve Nash. Sorry, Stevie, my apologies. But whew, this is a look and a half. The suit. First of all, yeah, the, the haircut is everything. Devin Booker is a very good looking man. I can't get over that we're the same age because I feel like he's been in the league for like 10 years, but that's what happens in basketball because they only go to college for one year. But first of all, like the Navy suit, I am such a simp for Navy suits. <laughs> I love them. And the pinstripe looks so good, so clean. Love the turtleneck. Like, that's literally the look, like, you're, like, going for today. Like, the turtleneck and the pinstripes. You're actually (laughs) my my number three. (laughs) But that, the chain, just the fresh white shoes. I have a chain. Oh, my God, you are Devin Booker. (laughs) You're my number three pick. But, yeah, the look together is just so clean. He looks so put together, so good. It looks like he's just going to a game. Like, that's the Phoenix Arena. Looks like he's just stunned going to a game. He looks amazing. That's why it's my number three, because it's not, like, groundbreaking by any means, but I am obsessed with the look. You know, he looks like he's on Celebrity Apprentice, pulling up to Wall Street in his pinstripes. It's 1920s. He's part of a mafia. You love to see it. On Celebrity Apprentice in the 1920s? What? He's on Celebrity Apprentice in the 1920s. He's on Wall Street. Okay, my brains aren't happening here today all right no ma'am so now it's my third pick yes 
counting backwards is hard. Okay, my third pick. Who am I going to pick? Okay, I got to do it like this. Awesome. We're going to go in. My man, Barry. Yes. Okay, let's just talk about this whole earring look. Just imagine you're a pitcher at, on the mound and you see this, like, man, you're probably going to walk him. And you're going to intentionally walk Barry Bonds. But he's coming out with a dangling freaking earring underneath <laughs> a helmet. That's pretty badass. Yeah. It's just like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm yeah. here. I'm the best. What are you going to do about it? Could be debatable. And I got a dangly earring. Pardon? And I got a dangly earring. Literally. And I just, I just love this look. I've seen other players try to redo it. Josh Donaldson did it, and he got mocked for it, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. I did not like that look. <laughs> Sorry, Joshy. <laughs> Sorry, Binger of Rain. This is definitely iconic. I love it. I, I'm speechless, actually, apparently. Yeah, it's okay. No, there's, well, it's like, it's not the outfit. It's like one single element. There's not much to describe, but I agree. It's definitely iconic. And we're not having a juice debate after in the, in any kind of comments. We're not. Mm-hmm. No, 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 ma'am. Okay, here we go. Here's my number two. Oh, my king, oh, Neymar. I love you, Neymar. Um, I have a PSG jersey just because I love Neymar. I think he was worth the like 300 million euro transfer fee. But this look, like I'm assuming he's going to an award show or something. He's definitely not about to like take the field in this. But everything about this just is a yes for me. Like the jacket, I don't know what brand it is. It kind of looks Versace, but just the all black. The boots, I love a man who can rock those boots. Like Harry Styles. Harry Styles in a pointed toe boot will be the death of me, but Neymar is a close second. But just this whole thing, the hair, like, I kind of like how the frosted tips, like, low-key match the jacket. You know, he kind of, this is giving me a Post Malone vibe. No. Post Malone's no. jacket. No, no, I think he's worn a jacket like that. I'm not saying he looks like Post Malone, I'm just saying it's giving me, like, the vibe, like, the jacket. I get, like, a Harry Styles vibe from this. All I know is that I'm the guy on the right in the back. <laughs> I am the taller guy on the right. <laughs> we are behind him. I'm actually the guy in the car. <laughs> but yeah, that's my number two because they marched an icon. Okay, so I'm kind of torn up between my number one and number two. Um, one is one's an underdog that you're not going to expect. Another one is just an me. overall. Is it me? <laughs> <laughs> I just pull up the screen and it's you. <laughs> oh god i'm excited who do i want to pick i guess this is actually a dilemma right now <laughs> jordan has a gm for a team who are we gonna pick it's 30 seconds on the clock she's like mm. all right i got it and this is gonna be this is this is the underdog a tale if i tell you one right now <laughs> okay. i love hillary duff why not he's my number two Number two. Ooh, Ooh, I was not expecting that. Yeah, my number two. I just switched it because actually we she Haley seen my first pick because we screwed up behind the scenes. But anyway. But I knew I knew she would pick OBJ. I just didn't know which look. But I already knew she was gonna pick him. I didn't even attempt to look up one of his outfits because I knew she'd pick him. It's just oh my it exerts a different level of fashion. Like mm-hmm. first off, carrying his own bag, you love to see it. <laughs> you got the flashy shoes, the whole yellow banana and pajama style going on right now with the turtleneck underneath, looking like Ron Burgundy himself. You love it. 
Yeah, no, I also love because, you know, I find the NBA is definitely the most fashionable league, but to see players like him and Von Miller and Cam Newton kind of stepping out of that, you know, sweatpants going to the stadium and actually trying to bring fashion into the NFL, like they're definitely pioneers of their league trying to make it fashionable. Like, if you've seen OBJ walking in, like, a tracksuit with beats on, you're obviously not going to talk to him. You're going to be like, oh, wow, there's a OBG, OBG, OBG. <laughs> um, no, but if you see him in a suit like that with his gold-plated Beats headphones, sunglasses on, blonde hair, you got, you're speechless. Yeah, no, he looks stylish. Like, look at the two people behind him. It's just like, y'all, y'all can't even try. There's some capris in the back, I think. I, or yeah. he's just rolled up his sweatpants, which I think happened. They look kind of baggy at the knees. Mm, maybe, maybe. But yeah, that's my number two. Yeah, no, that was a great pick. I I agree with that. My number one. I literally had, did I have all, no, I had four out of five basketball players. So my last one's a basketball player. Um, because like I said, they're the most stylish league. League Fits is like my favorite account to follow on Twitter. Oh, on Instagram, yeah. I love league fits. I love slam kicks. That's why I'm obsessed with shoes too. But this is my number one. Mm. First of all, this is like my number one draft pick as a man. Is that what you're wearing right now? So what I'm wearing, I wish. (laughs) But it looks like it. Kelly, Kelly, why'd I say it like that? Kelly Kelly Oubre Jr. I am obsessed with him. I guess he's my fourth favorite player at a Phoenix. I'm sorry I disrespected you before. But oh my God. Okay, this whole look. Again, sunglasses inside 2K20. Love it. Love it. The fleur de lis, the Givenchy, the Goyard bag, like so good. As you can see, all of it is black as well. Like, I'm sorry, I'm just obsessed with black clothing. That's why like half my picks were in all black because it's my favorite color. And that's what defines a good outfit to me. But again, the point to toe shoes. Like, oh, I love it. I'm obsessed with it. I have two rich- questions. Pardon? One, is that a bandana in his right pocket? I believe so. Dude, does he have two phones? Yeah, one for the plug and one for the load. Oh, wow. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> that is a Kevin Gates song for everyone who thinks I'm a drug dealer. Um, <laughs> I wish. I'm afraid of the police. <laughs> I have a real job, unfortunately. I have yeah, you to just get sell to. the alcohols. Yeah, I just sell the alcohols. But yeah, I just, he's my number one because he's Very so well. stylish. There's another look that I almost picked, but this one won because it's like all the like low-key designer that's in it I feel like that's like such a flex too oh, that a lot of these outfits look so simple but they're worth like ten thousand dollars because they're all designer the shoelaces like, alone or ten thousand yeah. dollars like but I'm just obsessed with this look I love Kelly Oubre I'm obsessed with this I would wear this if I had the money so that's why he's my number one overall I love that for you, Thank you. all right So now my number one overall, um, I'm kind of looking like him right now. Um, Maybe that's why I picked him for last. I just think it's great. And it kind of goes with, not really, but it goes off uh, in light of uh, the last dance. So we got my man, (laughs) Ichiro Suzuki. Oh my God. Rocking a Tom and Jerry crew neck in 1995, meeting Michael Jordan. I would wear that. I literally, you're I not going to tell that. me this is from the black market in Toronto and that I haven't seen 20 guys with glasses, not washing their hair, wearing this in Queen Street West. Yes, I have seen the same. 1000%. Just look at him, just so happy. And like, honestly, I love his whole turn- 
turtleneck under the jersey look that he, I want to say he coined it. I'm going to say it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to say it. He, I'm going to say he coined it. I love that look. I'm trying to do it right now. But obviously this is Tom and Jerry just rocking it. I'm speechless. Again, I'm always speechless that he's just my number one pick. And just look at the smile on his face. He's so happy. He's so cute. No. Why do they both got that Arthur meme look going on with the fists? (laughs) I seen someone saying that, um, like, there's a bunch of tweets now after the last dance saying, like, which athlete or a team or whatever should get, like, their own last dance documentary. People are saying Ichiro. I'm like, I like that. That would be a good one. That would be a really good one. I was thinking, just because I was reading, um, I got this book called The Graphic History of Sport. There's a few that I would love to see. I would love to see, for women's sports, I would love to see the UConn women's team who went on, like, a 130-game winning streak and just, like, Gino Ariema and stuff like that. Love to see the Big Red Machine, the Cincinnati Reds in the 70s. That would be a really great documentary to watch. Um, obviously the Lakers dynasty in the late 2000s and especially obviously with Kobe's death I feel like that would be a really good one even like the U.S. women's soccer team like I mean they're still going so it's not really like a last dance type thing but just like the legacy of them that would be really cool to watch as well I'm really excited to see uh the Rory Holiday one that's coming out I think May 29th it's just yeah I think it's just one episode though but like a movie so it's like long that'll be good but I will honestly, I will hop on the podcast and I'll just sit here and cry the whole time. (laughs) We will watch it live and watch Jordan cry. Exactly. But since I went first in the fashion draft, I'm going to let Jordy go first in our sports news now. Alrighty. So following up again with the MLB, um, they've come up with a few proposals, I want to say, with what they want to do, um, kind of just like practices like throughout the league uh, and like games, so, like no mascots on the field. I'm not really sure if that even means in the stands then. I just said on the field. But even still, mascots are so not necessary. Like, <laughs> Okay. Like, who are you hyping? No one's there. <laughs> not only that, it's just like thinking of all the necessary people in a baseball operation, a mascot is not one of them. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, I guess we're not getting the presidential race anymore. Yeah, apparently. Or like the hot dog races. Miss that. Um, Dang it. Players aren't allowed to eat at restaurants on the road. Um, No spitting. No lineup cards. High fives. Fist bumps. Bat boards. Bat girls. Water jugs. Sauna. Steam rooms. uh, Chirotherapy chambers. Indoor batting cages. First and third base coaches are not allowed. Not allowed. Not to socialize with the players and players on opposing teams can't just, like, talk. Because, you know, like, if a player's at first base and your first baseman's going to turn and talk to him kind of thing. Yeah, of course. That. Uh, no scoreboard or video. I guess saving money because no one's there. That was just why. Who cares at that point? Again, just, like, the same thing as the mascot. Like, can you imagine, like, fans outside the stadiums like, give me the scoreboard! Like, <laughs> pardon me? Who cares? You want it! Um... <laughs> Okay, so I seen originally that the ball will be thrown away after it's been touched by multiple players, which is kind of, if it's already touched by one, why who just keep it in the game, first off? If you're already right. going to touch it amongst, let's say, like, four players, three, four players touch the ball, and then you decide to throw it out, you might as well just keep the ball in at that rate. Why wouldn't you just use, like, one ball or, like, keep just the same rotation of balls? Because they're not going to get a chance to wash their hands until the end of the game, so you're just wasting baseballs. And, like... Well, then- they said bats too. I'm like, 
where the are they just throwing out these baskets? I'll take one. And I'll also, they're talking about they're talking about finances this whole time. We're talking about they're gonna go through like way more balls, way more bats. Yeah. Exactly. It's just oh my god. And then apparently there's three tiers. I don't know what these tiers really have much to do with anything. Obviously, okay, that's not weird to me to say. But anyways, so like players, managers, coaches, etc. is the first tier. Second tier is like clubhouse staff, medics, um, communications people, groundskeepers, whatever. Right. And then third is like broadcast personnel. So do with that what you will. Um, right. Showering's discouraged, so that literally stinks. And then, <laughs> but um, but like also you're getting clean, so I don't understand why that is discouraged. Like, imagine just having to walk home. And I think I seen somewhere because I, I seen it, and then I forgot to write it down, so I don't know if it was actually something. But they're saying that players are gonna have to show up in uniform to games, as if this is me showing up to like my, my grade house, ten, <laughs> my house league hockey showing up dressed head to toe besides the skates and all my equipment sitting in my car like this literally me as a child going to soccer games having my uniform on waiting at the door like pardon me so yeah, yeah. um getting paid the big bucks to do that <laughs> it's just funny though because like some people are like oh this might be the new norm this will definitely not be the new norm like these players are not going to be wanting to do this they're going to want to go back to normal like, yeah, yeah, so a full fashion draft of players are walking in before games and now you're just going to see like them come in their uniforms <laughs> like <laughs> yeah there's definitely some yeah sure some things might go in and it just it makes me feel bad for like people who have jobs in these kind of fields who aren't the athletes or like managers because those kind of things might get cut afterwards yeah. if they realize they can operate without them but like players aren't gonna go the rest of their careers without showering at the field i'm sorry it's oh my god and then uh, the whole question, what if someone does get COVID, they cannot rejoin the team unless they test negative twice. And then uh, if you've been in contact with that person, you have to be tested daily for seven days. Right. Like, okay. But like, so all that's fine and dandy, but then you have the whole labor agreement with the MLB in the MLB Players Association. Um, yes, the big T. I'm pretty sure if you follow me on Twitter, uh, you can already know where I stand with that um absolute bollocks isn't it um bloody mad love <laughs> bloody mad um no like, exactly we were talking about like how for instance like last week you're not gonna be having gate sales you're not gonna be like selling concessions tickets merchandise like all that stuff um Nada. so obviously mlb's like okay hey, like the owners are saying we're losing money it's projected that they're gonna be losing like 640k per game that not like so even like the Yankees they're gonna be uh losing more and um uh what was I gonna say but how I see it is you're gonna have so many more people actually watching at home yeah you're gonna make a lot out of tv yeah and then they're cutting the season down to 80 something games you're gonna be having a lot more people actually invested instead of watching 162 which like I would like have I watched on every single game and it's no God, no. And that's, like, why, like, I love baseball, but I always say, like, it's the sport I follow the least just because there's so many games. Like, pardon me? <laughs> no, I know. It's really hard. And then you also, it's not like you'll have a game, like, Jays playing Yankees, and then you'll have, like, the next game, Yankees, Red Sox, and then the next game, like, Baltimore, like. No, you've got a series. You're playing the same game three or four times. <laughs> yeah, so, you got that. But anyways, the whole thing came out with Blake Schnell, Snellzilla. 
um, love him. Mm-hmm. Great guy. Came onto Twitch. And honestly, like, he's saying what, like, it's like, I'm trying to think of the word. I don't say it's proud that he's doing it, but it's good that he's actually talking about it. Like, he was asked on Twitch, I guess, about coming back. And originally, he said, like, at the beginning of COVID, like, okay, hey, whatever. If I get it, I get it. But then mm-hmm. now people are like, oh, like, um, now he's, like, going back on his word because it has to do with money. Like, no, like, he said, like, I'm not going to come back unless I get my money. It's a high risk. You're asking me to go play for less money and not to be with my friends and family just so I can make less money. Yeah. Which is absolute bullshit. And, yeah, and also when he said, I get it, I get it, it was because, like, he would rather play the sport he loves and that is his career than not play for two months. But now that it's been the reality that, you know, baseball cannot exist for two months, he's like, well, I'm not going to go back out there for nothing. And I saw a tweet that made a really good point because they were saying, like, all the coaches are going to lose money if – or the the GMs are going to lose money if pairs, players don't take a pay cut. But it's also, like, somebody said – but when GMs and coaches get all these bonuses, do they share that wealth with the players? No. Exactly. I think that was, uh, what's her name? Is it Rachel? Is it I Rachel? think so. Rachel, Rachel Luba, yeah. She did yeah. a bit of a bower about it. But because uh, a lot of people are like, hey, players are being greedy. Just take a pay cut, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, you don't think like people are taking pay cuts like with their normal jobs like right now during all of this. And like, obviously, that's not what they're saying at all. But in March the MLB agreed that they would be yeah. taking their, the players agreed with the MLB that they would already be ma- uh, making less. They're taking 50% of what they would have made because they're playing less games. Exactly. And so um, Blake Snell, he was saying how they're going to be taking away 33 to 25% of a cut and then you have to tax it. So he's not going to be making any money at the end. People are saying, basically that these players are being greedy and all this stuff. And then you have Trevor Bauer backing him, which is a hundred percent. I agree with it. Say like trying to word it right. But basically the media is perceiving this all negatively. Everyone's taking the side of the owners because the yeah. owners are saying, we're going to lose money, but think about how much money the owners actually make. Yeah. And also like, even think if somebody made like $500,000 a season if they were to take the 50% cut and then the other proposed 33%, they'd literally make like 165000 yeah. from 500000 Like, that's nuts. Yeah. And it's not like just like, oh, like, be greedy, do it for the love of the game. Like, no, this is this person's, not only is it this person's job, it's their craft. They work on it, like, daily kind of thing. Yeah. They're not gonna, like, say, screw it. And then they have, uh, what is it? Yeah, no, CBA ends this year. So they're going to need to do a whole new collective bargaining agreement. What leverage does that give them? when they're they're just going to be pushed down by it so easily by the also like think of just your regular everyday job could you imagine if your boss came up to you and was like hey do you want to take an extra pay cut even though you've already taken a pay cut like no these people have things they need to pay for they have houses and families and things like that they shouldn't just play for free to play the sport if that were the case then nobody would be a professional athlete they would all just go to school and get real jobs and people are saying oh like call up like a minor leaguer kind of thing like is that like I, I, it's just, it's insane because that person, like, they rightfully so got that spot on the team, on the roster, on the active roster. Exactly. Just to be told, oh, call the minor leaguer. Like, it's stupid on its own. Fans are the greedy ones thinking that they should take less money just so they can see sports. Like, unless you are paying their entire salary, you don't have a say. Literally. And it's just, oh my God. 
like I, I'm at this rate, obviously I would love for baseball to come back, but they're not going to see it eye to eye on this. Mm-mm. Oh like, God, no, no way. And people just, just like, you see how like people are reacting to it. Like if I was a player, honestly, I'd be like, okay, screw you guys. I'm not going to come back. Kind of. Yeah. Thing. You should be grateful that baseball is even coming back and the fact that players even agreed to take a 50% pay cut. Yeah, exactly. And like, I don't see why they can't, Here's what I was thinking, because they're saying, like, oh, they're not going to make money with concessions. They're not going to make money with blah, 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 blah. Could they not, like, you could obviously still sell merch. You have freaking fanatics. Whatever. Yeah. Come up with a new line. Like, yeah, you could still to make sell up for the money. Like, at, like, maybe up the price of uh, MLB Network, like, to get a subscription to it. Up the price then. Like, try yeah. to make money back. Like, I don't know what to tell you, but. Also, like, we said. Players not be getting their salaries cut. No, and like we said, this won't last forever. So you'll get your money back in a year or two when things go back to normal. You know, the MLB is not a company that's going to go under. Yeah, looking at something like the XFL, they were already in debt because it took so much money to start the league. So when COVID came and they were making nothing, yeah, they couldn't continue to pay players. But like the MLB, you literally are one of the richest leagues out there. That's why you have no salary cap and you can pay like million dollar luxury taxes for players. So when baseball is back to normal next spring, possibly, or, you know, if this even lasts longer next summer, like, you'll be able to afford it when other people can't. Yeah. And it's funny because you have, like, players, like, so players are coming out sticking up for him. And people are saying how Blake Snell said it, like, obviously, like I said before, sounding greedy and, like, you didn't board it right. Screw this guy kind of thing. But it's just, like, you have Nolan Arenado even coming out being, like, he's being honest. He's being real about it. Like maybe it got misperceived how he said it, but he's being real. Uh, Bryce Harper was on Twitch too, saying that he agreed with it, that he manned up. Like Trevor Bauer agreed with it. You have all these players coming forth. And then um, even though I'm wearing a Yankees jersey right now, A-Rod comes out because you know the whole thing, he wanted to buy the Mets with J-Lo. Right. Um, That fell through earlier this month. But he's saying that players should just do it kind of thing, like for the love of the game. And it's just, it's absolutely, like, I love A-Rod. He's one of my favorite players, but... Mine too. I'm a Yankees fan too, but it's like also A-Rod would use... He's the highest paid player in MLB history. Exactly. He would would not have done the same. I can guarantee you he would not have done the same. Yeah, it's easy when you're living in a glass house to throw your stones, but like, it's just... Yeah, that's ridiculous because you know... Because it's it's something I didn't think that I would see him do. But mm, kind of mm, the whole Jeter situation with him that kind of foreshadowed I guess his actual character maybe but well the fact that he literally bought the Marlins just to send Stan to New York (laughs) I mean I'm happy with it but like you know he's got his he's got his agenda and I love him but he would not have done the same I can guarantee that and just god there was a player I think it was an ex-Leafs player I don't even honestly my hockey knowledge is out the window we know that by now but some (laughs) ex-player like not like Matt Sundy. I literally have no idea who this guy was saying, "Oh, the players are greedy." I'm like, "Who the hell are you?" First off, it's, it's like the sport. Two, who the hell are you? Yeah, I just I would do the same. Like if I was asked to take a pay cut for my job right now, I would literally want to sit at home and make no money than put my life at risk for less pay than I know is worth. Exactly. So the task, but. That's that's all the MLB drama going on. It's going to be ongoing. I'm sure we'll have some updates for next week. I'll bring but, popcorn. Yeah. So, 
this Saturday, um, Bundesliga came back, which is super exciting. I know that there's been like a Belarusian, Belarusian league that's been going since like March, and there was a bunch of tweets about how that league got no respect, but sorry about that. Bundesliga's back. We had some big action. Uh, Dortmund Borussia won for nothing. Um, Holland scored one of the goals in the 4 nothing win, which is insane because he basically averages a goal every 63 minutes. So basically every two games, he averages three goals, which is just insanity. Um, he is an amazing player. Bayern Munich won 2 nothing, So they are now four points, I believe, clear of the top of the table in Bundesliga. Um, I tweeted out about how I love Dorm Borussia just because I always cheer for the underdog in leagues like that. That's why I like Atletico Madrid and not Real Madrid. That's why I like AS Roma and not Juventus. But Bayern Munich has literally won eight out of the last 10 Bundesliga titles and 15 of the last 20. So I won't be shocked if they win. But same thing, there was a picture of the Dortmund Borussia bench and they were all kind of six feet apart with masks on. And people were like, well, what's the point of that if they're all going to be on the pitch anyways, like close to each other? But it's like, as much as, yeah, A, the sports fans are never happy. Do you want sports back or not? Like, I don't, I don't understand. But also, it's like, yeah, they're close together on the pitch, but they're trying to take as much precaution as possible when they're not on the pitch. Like, you know, it's not going to be perfect. It's going to be trial and error trying to see this. But it'll be interesting to see, again, like soccer's another league that – well, soccer's another league. That made no sense. <laughs> All the soccer. Soccer's another – Soccer's another sport that their leagues make like disgusting amounts of money. So I don't think they're in a position where they're worried about funds or anything like that. But just like Dortmund Borussia has literally had the best fan attendance the last 10 years, like 2010 to 2020, every year they have the best fan attendance. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how the league changes without having fans in the stands. But I love soccer. Like I said, I grew up playing soccer. I played for 15 years, so it was super exciting to see soccer back. Seeing sports back in any capacity, I'm not going to complain about. Like, mm-hmm. I, you love to see it. Absolutely love to see it. I have a question. Okay, there was a team, because I was trying to look in a Bundesliga. I don't know anything at all about soccer. All I know is Christine Sinclair. That's <laughs> it. But um, I think I seen, well, I know I seen Hertha Berlin. Did their players, like, start hugging and then did they get punished oh the, one of their players literally like kissed it was very strange <laughs> yeah he like grabbed his face and like i can't couldn't tell if it was the cheek or the mouth yeah it was very strange but that's like there's gonna be things like that in sports like when you score a goal you want to celebrate with your teammates it's like the best feeling so mm-hmm. obviously that was a little extreme but like the hugging and high fives and stuff like that's gonna be very hard to eliminate and I see there was protest, which is, I find it hilarious that there's protest about this, like, about Bundesliga coming back. And then you have people here, North America, being, like, they would not give a shit. Like, there, no. no one would have protested. Um, there was, like, a couch. I'm very, my note literally says, protest a couch, with a question mark. And apparently it said, like, money matters more than your health. And it's funny because, like, you have, across the waters across the pond that's the pond people like actually caring about health and then here you have people saying they don't care about health it's all about money kind of thing like for MLB, yeah. instance. it's so. so strange i mean you have like a country like sweden where they straight up like have the highest numbers of like deaths because they had their herd mentality or whatever 
but like a lot of European countries, I think the UK especially has been like strict on their lockdown. Obviously Italy was very strict. I know France, France was getting pretty strict with theirs as well. Like you basically had two days where you could go to the grocery store and that was it. The rest of the days, like nothing was open. You would be arrested if you were on the street. They definitely needed to like implement that in America, but they didn't. So well, I've seen a video of a woman at a Red Lobster in the States, like, pushing, like, the front desk people on Mother's Day because it was a three-hour raid. So it's just, like, where is there nowhere in the middle that it correlates here? No. Uh, what was I going to say? Okay, it's funny. So do you follow Korean soccer at all? No, but I want to. The K-League, it looks lit. Yeah, so I looked it up because uh, I literally was just trying to find out, like, what's new in soccer news, you know? And yeah. I see that there was a... Korea, a South Korean soccer club, FC Seoul, and they had, Seoul? yeah, they had sex dolls in the stands. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, what? And that is like, actually well, like, mannequins, whatever, but, like, all these articles say sex dolls, so. That is hilarious. I mean, there's definitely no better feeling than, like, scoring and having fans cheer you on and things like that, so obviously that's going to come back eventually, but, like, I don't think the sex dolls are necessary. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like this. (laughs) But, yeah, no, I'm just happy that soccer's back. It gives me something to look forward to, even though I'm not – I follow Bundesliga, but it's not like I follow Premier League more. Premier League is still in negotiations for coming back. I hope it's soon. They're kind of following the same things of not trying to touch or anything like that. But we'll see. Hopefully there's an update on that next week. You'll have to fill me in because I know you like Ar- you like Arsenal, right? Yeah. The other day was actually the 16th anniversary of the Invincibles. So if you don't know what the Invincibles is, uh, Arsenal is the only team in Premier League history to go undefeated in a season. But it was only Premier League games because obviously they play – Premier League, FA Cup, Europa Cup, and Champions League. But, like, for strictly Premier League games, they were undefeated. Uh, Liverpool almost did that this year, and then they lost, and I was so happy. Even if that was the only game they lost all year, I didn't care because I was like, yes, you're not the Invincibles. That's great. But, yeah, I love Arsenal. I literally have their – where are they? I have Arsenal flip-flops over there that I wear all the time that my mom brought me back from England. They're too big for me because she bought me, like, a men's size 11, and I was like, that's not correct. But (laughs) Your mom thinks you're in the WNBA. (laughs) Genuinely. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, that's about it for Bundesliga. Um, There was obviously other games, but those are the most important ones to me just because Bayern Munich and Dortmund Borussia are one and two, so – that race is still ongoing. It's only like a four point. Four points is not a lot. Liverpool was straight up like 31 points clear of the top of the Premier League table. Like it was absolute insanity. But yeah, that's soccer. And then, um, so PGA came back. Um, I, yes. as you know, I struggle with my golf swing. Um, I don't follow <laughs> golf. Like I know of golfers. I don't follow golf. I'm just trying to work on my own game here, people. All I know is Happy Gilmore and Shooter McGavin. But <laughs> um, there's a charity skins match. Do you know what a skins match is in golf? I literally don't know. Like, I straight up thought it was, like, skins versus shirts. <laughs> in this economy right now, during a pandemic. I read that, and I was like, Ricky Fowler, take it off. <laughs> Me. You shouldn't sexualize women. Me. <laughs> Dustin Johnson. Take it off. <laughs> um but no it's like each hole had a set value right like that um Rory McIlroy and Dustin Johnson won five mil for COVID relief um 
they defeated Ricky Fowler, Matthew Wolf. They wore shorts. <laughs> my notes. They wore shorts. <laughs> <laughs> there was no crowd. Will end COVID. Um, golfers carried their own like clubs. That's pretty funny, to be honest. Yeah, like because I was thinking about it too, and I was like, "There's multiple reasons why they don't carry their own clubs. A, because golf is a rich man's game, so like obviously rich men are probably like, hey, you peasant, carry my clubs.' But also, it's a game where your like core strength and your back and arms are what is going to move the ball. So if you injure yourself carrying those heavy clubs, like you're screwed. So I understand it, but yeah, I thought that was funny too. I feel like the only way that you can ever approach golf in having a caddy is one of those Segway, like caddy things. Yes. <laughs> so you get your little thing on it. Um, what was I going to say? But yeah, no, you could, act, there was no crowd. You could hear them chirping each other, which I kind of like found, because like I find golf so quiet and like with like liking the MLB or NFL, like it's so wild up, like loud. I love that kind of stuff. So golf's kind of just like a the bands. We need the bands. It's literally like putting on the relaxed station on Spotify. <laughs> like, yeah, it's so chilled. Which I kind of like the idea of like that you can hear the golfers then like chirping each other. Like, well, yeah, too. Because think fun. like it happens. Like you think of mic'd up and like all the sports where players are chirping each other. It happens in golf too. Like I know too. I love um, Jordan Spieth. He's one of my favorite golfers. But like him, Ricky Fowler, Justin Thomas, and Smiley Kaufman are like best friends and they would like go on vacation together and stuff and they still compete against each other so like a guy a lot of these guys are really good friends yeah it's just golf is an individual sport so you know you gotta do what you gotta do but yeah I like that too yeah so I feel like definitely like if they continued with that I seen Donald Trump called it we want bigger crowds like not me this political but I mean we've seen America's approach to COVID that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> <laughs> just that <laughs> Smell away. Um, but yeah, that's all I got for golf. Um, well, I saw the play-by-play people were 200 miles away in St. Augusta, Florida. The um, host was at home in Michigan. And then the only person to handle the flag sticks was the vice president of the PGA. So I just, that's what kind of makes it interesting to me is that like, obviously you're always going to need play-by-play and like, hosts and things like that but with the way it's going at home like does it make more sense to have them still on the ground or in the booth or whatever like should they do it remotely forever because then you cut down travel costs and things like that and yada 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 so that's an interesting take I mean I love seeing the play-by-play people and like the hosts on the sidelines talking to people like sideline reporting is my dream so I'm hoping they are not just like yeah we don't need it but I like yeah. the stories of for instance like Play by play or whatever, like telling you the experience at front. Like, let, 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 let. <laughs> oh my god, my brain's not working ever. But um, let's say it's like the Jays American League Champion Series, like the atmosphere in like the building. Well, exactly. Like you can't take that away from people. Nobody's gonna want to watch on a screen and be like, he kicked the ball. <laughs> yes. yeah it's just not the same but it's good to see some sort of the sport come back like I said before with baseball and Bundesliga like the atmosphere with the fans and even the revenue like taking money out of the equation like the atmosphere and the fan culture and things like that are such a big part of sports like that's not just going to be gone forever because COVID changed everything like maybe more cleanly procedures are going to happen sure but please be clean (laughs) yeah 
please be please. Please wash your hands. Moral of the story. Literally. Oh, nasty hands where they've been. Nasty. But yeah, it was interesting to see golf in some sort come back. And my dad went golfing. He did two rounds on Saturday. So he's happy. Yeah, I saw a lot of people golfing. Although I saw people in tribes and I'm like, okay, the only thing you're doing is distancing yourself from like this ever ending soon. So. But yeah, that's pretty much it for sports this week. Like we said, next week we're going to talk about Last Dance. Yeah. Just because it doesn't come out till Mondays in Canada. So we need time to watch the last two episodes and give you the full Last Dance experience. I think I'm on. It's going to be Jordan talking about Dennis Rodman for an hour next week. I'm pretending that I'm Carmen Electra. <laughs> oh, what a dream that would be. The dream. Absolutely. Honestly, she was one of the icons of the early 2000s, so. He was. Never forget the show. Was it her? Was she on a show? No, she wasn't with. It was an MTV show. Um, what, what do you, like, what show? <laughs> I need to look it up now. I love, like, having one brain cell. Didn't she date Tom Yeah, she needed somebody, and they had Tom an wasn't MTV it? show. Where was am I it? thinking of? Is that Denise Richards? Carmen and Dave, Till Death Do Us Part. Her and Red Hot Chili Peppers guitarist Dave Navarro. Why do I feel like she dated Tanya Lee? She's from Ohio. And all I know is that Tommy Lee's son is in uh, The Hills reboot. No, that was Pamela Anderson, wasn't it? That's Pamela Anderson with Tommy Lee's son, I think. Oh, okay, now I'm getting mixed up. Yeah, Pamela Anderson was with Tommy Lee. Who the hell did she do? Okay, I swear. She was engaged to Robert Pattinson? Oh, no, no, Rob Pattinson. <laughs> <laughs> Carmen Electra, big Twilight girl. You heard it here first. <laughs> Team Edward. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Wikipedia scares you until you click the name. I was like, whoa. Oh, God. We need to go. We yeah. need to go. I need to eat dinner. Yeah. I'll oh. my parents home and be a dependent child. You know what it is, but thanks for tuning in, y'all. It's been real, and we'll see you next week. Smell ya. Millie, rock, pick it up now, Millie. Rock, pick it up now, Millie. Rock, pick it up now, Millie. <laughs> okay, goodbye. We have no edits. <laughs>